it's Ruthie from Ruthie Gray.mom, and welcome to Instagram Insider Hacks. So easy, your mom can do it. This is the podcast that teaches you how to authentically deliver your message in a non-pushy way. If you want to receive engagement and investment on your Insta time, listen in. And now, here's your host, me, Ruthie Gray. Today, we have Eric Nivens, the host of Halfway There. Halfway There is packed with years of experience walking with God and features people in a variety of stages of life and Christian maturity. Eric, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started podcasting and how long you've been doing this? Oh, yeah. Thanks. Well, Ruthie, it's great to be here. I love what you do with the show. It's really cool. I got started in podcasting. It's really been like five years ago now. So I used to be in a job where I would read blogs all day working in a call center. And then I couldn't do that job anymore. So I moved to a job where I had to actually work and click links all day. (laughs) And uh, I discovered podcasting. And that really did change my world because I'm more of a verbal processor and so where when I tried to blog, it didn't work quite as quickly for me, but podcasting really did. Um, it took me two years to actually get started. I had the idea in 2014. Then in 2015, I started making some recordings and it took me a whole nother year to get over that imposter syndrome and, and get through it and actually work with the technology. I had to hire a coach and he helped me as a good friend of mine now um, get through all of that personally, and then launch it on June 6, 2016. And so we just published episode number 211 this week. And I couldn't be more excited. You know, I mean, you mentioned the number of years, a few years ago when I did it, it was like already 2000 or 3000 years of experience just in people that I've talked to. And I think we've already got over five or 6,000 years of experience, <laughs> just walking with the Lord on the show in 211 episodes. And that just blows me away because it it's a real resource for people you want to grow in christ listen to halfway there so podcasting and the whole podcasting arena that's just basically that's what you do that's where you live now right it is yeah i love it so i made a really big leap in 2018 i was in a job that i did not love and i felt like i was wasting my time Um, every time i would go there I felt like a little piece of my soul died and it was, it was really tough to keep doing that to myself. So I made a plan to get out and have some money in the bank and um, start working with podcasters. And that's what I've been doing for the last two years. In 2017, I started Christian Podcasters Association as a little Facebook group. And a couple months ago, we passed a thousand members. And so I decided to take that to the next level with a membership site where I can really invest in People are kingdom minded and using podcasting to change the world for the kingdom. Would you say that the larger demographic of this group are people who have podcasts about Christian living? Well, no, not necessarily. There's there's a bunch of us, but really a lot of I say Christian podcasting encompasses any Christian doing a podcast. So my friend Michael Woodward does a show called Jumble Think. He's in the group. It's a business podcast. He talks to people who do creativity and he talked to LeVar Burton, which is totally, totally awesome. <laughs> uh, and it's a business kind of a world, right? But he's in the group because he's a Christian, he's a believer. And sometimes he'll talk to somebody like Hillsong because uh, he gets these big, he just is so good at getting great guests. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you have a business podcast, but you're a believer, 
Christian Podcasters Association is for you. Mm-hmm. My podcast is basically business. It's Instagram yeah. marketing. So I have found kindred spirits there. We are unashamedly believers and we want to share that through the different facets that we are broadcasting. I think you said you had a coach. I did, although my coach really was there for the mental game of putting myself out there, because that's one of the hard things. I don't know if you struggle with this, Ruthie, deciding like, okay, I'm going to do this and put it out there. A lot of times we hear our own voice and we go, ah, that's not really very good. And it's hard to get through that. So my coach really helped me with that. So that is kind of what you're doing then with your membership level of the Christian Podcasters Association, correct? Yeah, it is. So I think of our membership, we have three three levels. There's a free level, which is bronze. There's a silver level where we help you promote your show on our various social media feeds, like our Instagram, uh, which I'm learning from you how to do. And then we also have a gold level where I talk to people who are in the podcasting industry, like Cliff Ravenscraft. I talked to him. I've talked to people about Facebook ads. I talked to my buddy, Michael Woodward, about how to get great guests. And we have a conversation that you can watch later at your own uh, leisure to, to learn and take your show to the next level. So usually if you've been podcasting 60, 70, 80 episodes, you're going to keep going with it, but you want to take it to the next level. That's, that's where gold is really good. And then we do a mastermind where we get together twice a month to just talk about what are the things we're struggling with? Is it technology? Is it our message? Is it a strategy or whatever? Um, can be social media and we help each other kind of through that. What I love about the mastermind is the whole group contributes. I don't have to be the genius in the room because I'm not like, I'm just a guy who like has been studying this, but other people experience other things. They share their expertise and we all benefit. It's a really beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. I think it's a very supportive group and everybody has questions when they're starting out. I know I still have tons of questions about, software or publishing or streamlining or promoting. Going back to what you said at the beginning, you had imposter syndrome. That was like my third episode that I taped was (laughs) what to do when you're struggling with imposter syndrome or fear of posting on Instagram. So anytime that you're out there in the public I think you struggle with that unless you are somebody that just has a super abundance of confidence because we think that we have to know everything before we actually do anything. Whereas really podcasting and Instagram are a lot alike in that you just need to get started. It can't be done perfectly until you start doing it, right? hundred percent. You just have to get going. You can't steer parked car. You have to get going so that you can get better. Podcasting is as much about personal growth as it is about audience growth. And maybe Instagram is the same way. Think of it as you're learning something about yourself. And so you're doing it for you as much as you are doing it for your audience. I, th- I think that God's put something in our hearts that we have to, we have to reckon with that. I agree. So we have to go with it. It's just like God told Joshua, when he was supposed to take over for Moses and conquer the land, be strong and have good courage because I'm going to be with you. So just move, just go. Right. I mean, imagine following that dude, right? Following Moses who led them through the Red Sea and all those things. 
And I can see why Joshua, even though he was close, he was there for all those things. Uh, I can see why he might've had a little bit of imposter syndrome and God encourages him. And I love that. Great example. We want to talk about podcasting as an audience building tool. And I am excited to delve into these secrets you have. So why don't you share with us some ways that you've been able to do that? Well, the cool thing about podcasting is that you can actually connect with people and be in their day when they're doing something else. So a lot of times the stats show, well, let me ask you, where do you think most people listen to podcasts? They're either walking or driving or doing dishes. You're closer with the last one is in the house. So I would have said driving too, before I saw the latest stats, but it's actually around the house, maybe working out. So maybe going for a walk, but most of the time it's doing something around the house. And so what's great is you can take a podcast with you. It's in your phone, it's in your earbuds, you plug it in and you can do the dishes, you can cook dinner, you can clean house and it's available. Whereas a video just isn't right. If you have a YouTube channel, it actually takes like in order to see what's happening, I got to pay more Mm -hmm. attention. And so that's that's what I love about, about podcasting. It's a really accessible medium. And we finally went this year over 50%. So more people in the country have listened to a podcast than haven't. Crazy. (laughs) I know it's still a relatively new market. I'm like you, I had a blog for years and it just seemed like it took forever to get it off the ground. But once I started podcasting, it just took right off. Like I should have been doing this a long time ago. (laughs) Right. Yeah. That's that's the thing. So the the stats on that are so fascinating. I just saw this last week. There are 1.4 million podcasts. Now here's the thing. We didn't go over a million podcasts until earlier this year. So there are 400,000 people started podcast this year, I think because they were home and with COVID, they had finally had the time and they were working on it, which is why all the podcasting equipment has been sold out for a while. But when you look at the actual numbers of podcasts that have produced more than 10 episodes, period, it actually drops to like less than 300,000 podcasts. So it doesn't matter what category you're in, even if you feel like your category is already saturated, all the business podcasts have been done, all the social media podcasts have been done, all the Christian podcasts have been done, right? Uh, the answer is probably not. There, A lot of those have started and stopped. And some people do that on purpose. My friends that focus on the family will create podcasts on purpose just, that are just six episodes and they'll release it. And that's their strategy. And that's great. Other people start and they never get past episode seven. That's just how it goes. But even though it seems like everybody's got their own podcast these days, the reality is it's wide open. We may not be on the ground floor. We might be on the second floor of podcasting at this point, but this building is going to go high and you may as well be in now. I agree. I think it's just a terrific way because I don't think people are sitting down and reading anymore. They're trying to consume as much content as possible as quickly as possible. Right. While they're doing other stuff. So that's that's exactly it. So let's talk about some ways then that you promote your podcast. How, what do you do? Yeah. The best thing that I do, I'm going to say three things. Okay. So first of all, I committed to showing up every week. So you probably see this with Instagram. You have to actually post and you got to choose a schedule and just stick to it. Showing up and posting is probably the key. Same thing with podcasting. Show up. So for me, doing my best meant every single Monday morning, there was going to be an episode of Halfway There. 
regardless of whether or not I had a guest. And so my show is guest based, but there were times in the first couple of years where I'd run out for whatever reason, I would sit down and record my own. I would take a Bible story and I would tell that as a spiritual formation tool, uh, something like that, because I was just committed to doing it. And sometimes that meant I was up until 1130 at night on a Sunday evening and I'd have to be at work at six in the morning, you know, and I, which meant I had to get up at five and I wasn't getting a lot of sleep, which makes Eric a very grumpy boy. But uh, mm-hmm. that all of us, I would say. Yeah, but I had to do it. I just that commitment was I made to myself. So show up is the first one. The second one would be make sure you share your work. And that's where social media comes in. Definitely you should be building an email list as well. It's a whole other topic. But I share on nine different social media platforms every single week. And wow. So that includes Facebook, Facebook groups, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, Pinterest, and some others that are much lesser known and probably not as important because I don't know that my audience is there. But uh, if they ever blow up, I want to already have my presence ready to go. And then the, the last one is I just have great guests. I have people that I think are amazing and who can share. So not every guest has their own audience, but a lot of them do. And I like to share. So this week, we actually have a lady named Amy Bird, who really interesting book. And so she, she's got her own audience. And so there, she's going to share it with her friends. Mm-hmm. Well, and mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll listen. And you have had some pretty big names on your podcast too. Annie Downs, wasn't she on there recently? I interviewed Annie Downs for Podcast Magazine, which was fantastic. So she, oh. she was so good. She talked about... Talk about an Instagram tip. She talked about um, how she has fun on Instagram stories. She went around the office finding out how everybody cuts an apple, right? Like how everybody does it apparently differently, you know? Uh And uh, everybody thinks our way is the best way probably. And then, so they had fun with that. And then she goes, I did that because if I can have a fun conversation with people, they'll trust me when I want to have a deep conversation with people. Yes, And I thought that was so powerful. So, but but here's the thing, podcasting opened that door for me. So I got to work Mm -hmm. on podcast magazine because I went to new media summit was put on by a guy named Steve Olsher and he was looking for people. So he knew me. And when I said, Hey, I'd love to represent the Christian category. It turned out to be the religion and spirituality category. And then I started going, who do I want to know? Well, I'd love to know any of downs. So I, I interviewed her and she was the September feature for our category I'm working on some other people. So that's good for my podcast. I've had people like, do you know, Oz Guinness? Oz Guinness is a, is a Christian writer and thinker. Yeah. He knew Francis Schaefer. If you know who he is studied with oh. them in France in Switzerland. So I just had Sky Jatani, who's on the Holy post with Phil Fisher, the guy who created veggie tales. I am. I was so cool. Right. I'm, I, that is so cool. I uh, actually, I had John Schlitt who used to be the lead singer, I guess still is of Petra which was one of the Christian bands I listened to as a, as a young kid. His story wow. is amazing. It blew me away. And it was just such a privilege to, to listen to him. I'm actually interviewing a guy named Jamie Rowe, who was the lead singer of Guardian, which was uh, another one of my, one of my bands that I love. So like, you just get to, that's the beautiful thing about podcasting. If somebody interests you and you like them and you can, you can reach out to them, especially if they're putting out a book or something that they want to get the word out. They'll tell you their story. They'll, they'll, tell you everything. It's, it's beautiful. Right. And they want to get their word out and they want to share your podcast episode that they were on. Right. 
And that's twice the promotion right, right. there. Yeah, it's win, 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 right? So I went as a podcaster, the guest wins because you're giving them some attention and the audience wins because you're all engaged and you enjoy it and you're having fun. They learn something. Yes, absolutely. Let's go back a minute to step number two. You said that you shared a social media and you have eight or nine uh, social media accounts. Which one do you think drives the most traffic to your podcast? I, I'm really a Facebook guy. I like Facebook. So that's been my favorites. Definitely with the group. That's really helpful. But I just decided I was going to master one social media at a time. And so I, I worked on Facebook. I think my most of my friends and I'm a Gen Xer, right? So we're all still on there for the most part. But that's really my place where my people are. Well, I know you and I have uh, talked a little bit about Instagram. And I do advise people to build one platform at a time for sure. And if they come to me and they're watching me on Instagram, I'm like, don't be spreading yourself everywhere. Be a student of Instagram if you're going to be there. Let's talk a little bit about your Instagram account that you're trying to grow over there. Yeah. Why don't you share with me what your posting plan is right now? Okay. So this is for Christian Podcasters Association. So one of the things we're doing is if you're in one of our membership levels, we'll promote you. And so what I'm trying to do, particularly with Instagram, and then I try to translate it to others, is share one post about Christian Podcasters Association. And then I share another post. It's a picture of the podcaster. And we talk about who they are. I do another post that is about trying to create some conversation around the idea. And then I share their show art. So I've been trying to do that all in one day. And uh, it's a little overwhelming. It's a lot to do in one day, I've noticed. Plus, then I try to do stories, too. So I'm, I was trying to do it all. And I thought that maybe I could I could eventually pull that off. I'm finding it kind of tough. So what, what should I do? Ruthie? Yeah. Well, OK, so we're talking about three posts a day here. Is that what I'm hearing? It's really four, because there's one about CPA and then there's three that are related to the other person. OK, I looked up your account and you have roughly a little over 500 followers. When you have that small of an audience, you're blowing up their feed by, it's almost like you're bombarding them. Sort of overhearing. Like, read this, read this, read this, yeah. read this. And there's only 500 of them. So first I want to ask you this, what kind of engagement are you getting on those posts? Are you getting a lot of feedback? That's a great question. So let's just take a look. So like the last one that I shared for CPA specifically got six likes. The one about the podcaster got 30 likes, one comment. The one where I was trying to create conversations, it's only seven likes and one comment. And then the last one, 11 likes and four comments. So imagine this. What if you cut all four of those down into just one. What if you just decided you're going to post once a day <laughs> and or maybe only five times a week or four times a week and put more time into that crafting that one post and with one goal in mind? Instead of asking your audience three and four times a day to talk about this, to read this, to engage with this, you would consolidate your efforts. I know you told me earlier you were spending a whole ton of time trying to get it all 
done like an hour a day. Yeah. And I recently heard, and I believe this to be true, that whatever time you spend crafting a post, you should spend twice as much on engagement. (laughs) So (laughs) because you have to engage with others and your followers and reaching out to new people in order to get engagement on your own posts. And you want engagement on your posts because the more engagement you get, the more Instagram will boost it and show it to others. So if you would just consolidate that into one post with one clear call to action and targeted hashtags for that one post and maybe expand on that one post in your stories to make, say, one to three frames, even expand to five frames. And you could talk a little bit more about what you were doing, you know, what you were sharing in all four of those posts, you could expand on it. I feel like you would get a whole better ROI for your time. Yeah. So is what you're saying, instead of like, I'm spreading myself too thin. And if we can just put it all together, you probably get more engagement on one post and a better Mm -hmm. result. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's what I'm saying. Wow. So you just gave me the less is more social media talk, didn't you? It is because we're finding that on an Instagram post, especially the video ones like live or reels or IGTV, but even your feed posts can live up to 36 hours. So why would you mess with that? I mean, I'm posting four times a week, sometimes five, but I know that I have to spend time engaging with my audience and going out there and looking for new folks. So I've got to have that time somewhere and I want to craft a really good post or a good video. And like I posted a reel on Friday and this is Monday and that reel is still getting engagement. Wow. People are still commenting on it. So why not milk those uh, posts for all they're worth and then go out there and, and use the time to engage and do your research? Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, <laughs> I learned something. It's going to be different the rest of this week. <laughs> it's going to be different. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. You were to advise someone on promoting to social media. Which platform would you recommend most? I think I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. I bet you do. (laughs) I'm a still big Facebook guy and I really do love Facebook groups. Like it has been the best decision. That was actually a conversation I had with my coach because I was struggling with email. You know, everybody says email, 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 email. Mm-hmm. And I was struggling with writing because I just, for whatever reason, that's not my preferred method of communication, I'm trying to write emails to everybody. And it just wasn't working. I wasn't attracting the audience that I wanted. And I said, you know, I'm going to start a Facebook group instead because I want that interaction to where I can post something. And so I, I have, like I've kind of said about mastering it, you know, I can ask a question or post something on Facebook and I'll get plenty of engagement. Now I can, I've figured out how to ask a question in a way that makes enough people mad that they have to comment. And so, so, yes, I've noticed you like to stir the pot a little bit. I do, but I do that for a reason, not just to, you know, agitate people, but really to make them think. And so even if they, even if they disagree and they're willing to post a sometimes long comments, that always amazes me. 
they're investing the time and the mm-hmm. thought space in their head. I consider that a win. Mm-hmm. Do you advise people when they start a podcast to start a Facebook group or a Facebook page? Mm, yeah, I do. Cause I think it's really a good idea to kind of be everywhere, you know? So even if you're not going to do a whole ton with it, I would recommend having a, a page where you can post your show and, and have a group where you can have a conversation about whatever you're talking about. The cool thing about groups, if you can get really clear on what you're offering there. Um, so like our Christian podcasters association, I only chose association because Christian podcasters community was already taken but it kind of worked for me. And so when people see it, they know what it is, right? Oh, this is for Christian podcasters. And, I, and if I'm, you're a Christian podcaster, you know, it's for you. So as long as you're clear on that, um, Facebook kind of advertises it for you, right? You're getting, you're getting into a, a search engine that is super powerful. So if people go and search Facebook for, if they type Christian podcaster, they're going to find me. And then they, they end up coming in and they go in through that cycle. Yeah. And that's something that I have been trying to figure out if I want to do or not, because I, I'm a little different because I'm on Instagram and I teach Instagram. Right. So, I, and so you got that is my platform and that's where I am. And I'm at, of the mindset of why would I go over to Facebook to teach Instagram? The only reason that I think it would be a good idea is because there are it seems like a lot of people that are more engaged on Facebook that are searching Facebook for how to do Instagram. Right. Right. So you'd want to be there so that you are the answer when they go searching, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the same thing with Google, right? It's the reason why I tell, you know, I tell podcasters to have their own website, right? Don't send Mm -hmm. the traffic when you share your show don't send it to Apple or Spotify. They don't need your help getting traffic. They've got plenty of traffic. <laughs> that is send a good it to point. yourself. Get a, get a website and send people to you so they can look at your website and see what you're offering. So yeah. I don't yeah, so but but that then Google eventually as you publish, you know, so I've got 4 years of publishing. Google sees that. Google knows that okay, if if we're going to talk about the spiritual journey, I'm going to put Eric up there because I know that he he's been working on this for a long time. He's got a lot of posts about it. And so you really want to build that. And I think the same is true. What you're saying in Facebook, you know, I would, you might have an Instagram hacks or an Instagram, you know, tip group mm-hmm. where you post mm-hmm. a couple times a week, something free, but then you're also socializing those people to what you're selling so they mm-hmm. can join that as well. Right. Okay. Point well taken. I'll think about it. We're, we're learning. That's the beautiful <laughs> thing about podcasting is we can share together. We're all winning. Yes, for sure. Well, didn't you say this earlier that rarely do people make it to 10 podcast episodes? Yep. So I just did my 15th. Nice. And I have a bunch in the hopper. So I, I'm pretty proud of myself for that. You I think, it, you know, it looks, I think I'm going to make it. You are, you are. People don't understand how hard it, like it really is. There are hurdles to get through to whether it's the technology, knowing your message of voice, you know, figuring out how to grow the show. If you've got a bunch in the, in the can and you've gotten to 15, you're doing great and you're going to make it. It's a long game, which I think is why people quit because they go, oh, I, nobody listened to my episode six or seven. 
that's all right. You're not here for today. You're here for three years from now. And so it's going to grow. That's right. And when I go back and listen to these early days, I'm going to be like, wow, I'm glad I kept on going because, man, I didn't know what I was doing. And you'll you'll notice that you'll be a lot more confident about how you say Mm -hmm. things, what you say. You'll you'll understand your voice. And it's great. It really is a personal development tool, I think. I agree. Well, thank you, Eric, for your time and sharing your wisdom with us about this. Where can folks find you? Yeah, best place to find me is at my website, ericnevins.com. And you can, you'll see the archives for halfway there, there, if you want to listen to that. Or if you're a Christian podcaster and you're interested in joining us, just search Facebook for Christian Podcasters Association and join. We'd love to have you. Mm -hmm. I am so glad that you spent some time with us today, Eric, and we will be listening for the next episode of Halfway There. Thanks, Ruthie. I think the world of you and it's been really fun to be here. (laughs) Thanks a lot, Eric.